0: So welcome back and I just uh I just want to say uh just a few things uh before we go into the practice um the first one is that um this may have been already quite obvious when I when I went through the, the the whole um progression of the links um we only have four sessions, so we will concentrate on this course on part of um, of the the whole chain, yeah. And particularly, we will be looking at the part from contact to becoming, yeah. yeah so that's going to be our main emphasis. Um, and the reason for that is that, in my experience. This, these are the, this is the part of the process. So these are the components of the process that are the most, um, accessible to us and that kind of bring, uh, the most possibility of kind of accessibility and then, uh, letting go and change. So, uh, you don't need to remember this. I'm just, I'm just saying you just need to remember that I said it, that I said we're not going to do the whole thing. Yeah. In, in four sessions. Um, so hopefully that's not gonna that's not gonna cause too much disappointment. And like I said, I'm gonna offer some reading material both through the course and then for further reading at the end, so you can keep exploring um, later. And so why you know why concentrate on this part from contact to becoming and our, our contact, vedana, craving, clinging, becoming? Um, uh, because. These are the places where we can uh, really stop this process of escalation that I was describing before, yeah, when, say, there's something that we categorize as unpleasant and then, you know, we don't want it um, and then we really need to get rid of it, yeah. Or the opposite, something's pleasant and we really want it um, and we really need it, yeah, and our lives depend on, uh, getting it or holding on to it or getting rid of it and so what we're interested in in this practice through through depend- the understanding of dependent origination is how to de-escalate how to um, not feed yeah that process of build up of construction and another way of saying that is how to let go into freedom yeah that's what we're interested in so for this for t- Today in the practice and through this week, the encouragement will be to uh, work with contact. Yeah. When there's contact, there is experience. Yeah. Okay? There cannot be experience if there's no contact. Yeah. So any experience, there is contact between awareness and uh, some sense object, right? A sound, a sight, a taste, a smell touch, mental activity, yeah? activity of the mind. So there cannot be experience when uh, without contact. When there's contact, there is experience. When there's experience, there is contact. Um, and so we'll be looking at contact as the uh, starting point yeah? or a place where we can stay and not escalate, not build up dukkha. Yeah be interested to see what happens when we cultivate this is a skill that we can cultivate to stay at the contact, not to get prope- propelled forward yeah with the momentum yeah that these links have. They have a momentum because we keep yeah we keep uh, feeding them we keep being propelled by them. so they have a momentum. And so we can do staying at contact at any of the sense doors. But for most of us, the most useful for practice are either sound, which is a relatively dominant sense, but not the most dominant. Yeah, and it's also fairly relatively we don't get as hooked into it as we do with, say, sight. So sound or touch um, are the ones that I would advise to to use, one or the other um, per practice period. Um, I will be guiding a practice now and I'll be referring to sound, um, as the, the kind of, uh, the object that we're using. Um, but in case sound isn't a helpful, um, isn't a helpful object of practice for you, which can be for some people, for example, some, if you have tinnitus or you have some other issues with hearing, uh, whatever it may be, or a lot of very unpleasant sounds in your environment, that might not be the most helpful thing. So just feel free to change that um, to body contact, you know, to the sense of touch. You know, and it can be just the contact of the body with uh, with what supports it. The seat, the ground uh, can also be the contact of the body with itself. Keeping it simple. So I'll be guiding this with sound, but both today and through the week as you practice, either if you know that contact, um, touch contact is a more useful, more accessible, more rich ground for you to work with and use that, um, or if particularly sound is unpleasant or inaccessible in some way. Okay. Finally, let's practice. So let's take our seat, find our, our seat, our posture. And making any adjustments that are needed so that the uh, posture is as supportive as possible for you the body as grounded stable balanced as it can be right now Checking in with the balance between uprightness in the body and ease, relaxation in the body. And bringing the awareness, gathering the awareness in the sensations of contact between the body and the seat, the body and the ground. Using that contact, those sensations as a way of gathering and collecting the awareness in the body. And then from the sensations of contact, body, and ground, body, and seat. Inviting the awareness to open through the body, to spread through the body. Flowing up the body and through the body, softening. And opening the body space. Filling, feeling awareness, filling up the whole space of the body. And the whole body sitting here. Awareness wide and open, including the whole body. Opening awareness to the arising of sound. Staying at contact with sound as it arises. We're just opening our awareness to receive sound. And when sound arises, staying with the knowing of it. So the grounding in the body is helpful here. There's a steadying, balancing aspect. And also the grounding in the awareness spread through the body. And receiving sound. So as we're doing this, we're not getting caught up in What the sound is, where it's coming from, not so interested in whether it's pleasant or unpleasant. And just staying at that level of knowing the sound, the contact of awareness with sound arising. Some of us, it may be helpful to use a gentle noting, like sound or hearing, contact. For others, it's more helpful to stay in contact, to stay grounded in that sense of the body, and the sense of awareness, receiving. Feeling the sound, being known, being met. And opening to that, resting into that. Softening. Into the knowing of the contact. Contact of sound and hearing. Nothing else is needed. Just keep coming back to that. Let's practice. Noticing what's arising, what's unfolding in your experience right now. If and when distractions arise, find yourself not with the sound or the body contact but elsewhere. Taking time to acknowledge that that's what's unfolding. What happens if you remember this is dependently arising this distraction, this distractedness? This is dependently co-arising. What happens when you tune in to a sense of kindness in the practice? As you come back to the object of this practice right now. Staying at contact with sound. Or with body touch. Coming back. Helpful taking time to re establish posture, re establish awareness in the body, opening. The rising of sound in experience. Contact of sound and hearing. Sound of the, and the knowing of it. Softening again and again into that contact, the knowing. Not getting hooked into that momentum of escalation, of build-up. softening into the contact of sound and hearing body sensation and contact with it the knowing of it Opening also to notice any relief, expansiveness or ease that arises as you practice in this way. In a moment when the bell rings, staying with contact, staying with that sound and the knowing of it and not rushing anywhere to anything, not rushing to open the eyes, not rushing to come out of meditation or change the posture, taking your time. so thank you for your practice i just want to make some suggestions for further practice so this will also be on the notice board um, and I want to say it's not homework. <laughs> it's not something you have to do before we meet again. These are suggestions to support your practice uh, and you can use them, some of them, all of them, none of them, uh, according to what's possible for you, what, um, what's appropriate for you. Um, but if it is possible to kind of keep the thread of practice going through the week, that is really supportive for your exploration. But how that, how that looks in your life is part of your practice, yeah, to, to explore and to, and to find. So suggestions, um, if possible to keep the thread of this, um, informal practice as well. Well, I would say if you can practice for twenty minutes in a regular um, way um, every day, a few times a day, a, a week, uh, at least twenty minutes, that can be really helpful. That regularity and cont- continuity doesn't need to be sitting; can also be walking, standing, uh, or uh, lying down. Practice according to your circumstances. Yeah, what works for you. Um, and I would suggest, if, if you can this week, to keep with this staying at contact practice. This might be, maybe something that you know, um, or not. Yeah. But just this kind of, ah, this staying at the contact. Yeah. That threshold, that meeting point yeah? of the, 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 um, sensual stimulus, the sense stimulation and the knowing of it. Um, If you found the guided meditation helpful, then you can use it. You will have access to the recording from tomorrow. Or if you find it more helpful to practice independently or with a different guided meditation, you're equally welcome to do that. Um, And I'll repeat what I said. For most of us, sound and touch are the most accessible and useful, um, but feel free to explore. Yeah, you might actually be practicing with eyes open in which case sight can also be used um, and um, yeah you can also explore and, and see for yourself this is kind of the for most of us yeah, but it doesn't mean that necessary for all of us it can also be helpful to bring the practice beyond the formal yeah so beyond the times when we're still yeah, and we're kind of. This is the dedicated time for practice. We bring the practice beyond that. Yeah, beyond the formal practice. Um, so some possibilities of when we can stay in contact, when we can explore this. Um, so this is where actually some of the other senses can can become quite interesting. Um, eating, <laughs> yeah. staying at contact and you know it doesn't have to be the whole meal you just decide okay i'm going to be in contact <coughs> for the first few minutes of a meal yeah or for the first um five sips of a cup of tea or coffee yeah i'm just going to stay in contact in really interesting places to do this yeah and pretty easy you know we can we can be mindful yeah for the first five minutes or three minutes or two minutes of of uh, of eating or drinking uh, something, so staying in contact with the taste. Um, smells can be another one. As you walk around, maybe you know you're walking from one place to the other, opening to the sense of smell. And they are staying in, it's gonna stay in contact with the sense of smell. This may be less pleasant than you expect it to be, or more pleasant depending on the environment. But it can also just be interesting in the context of of this exploration to see, here's another dependent arising. Um, just a sec, let's just see what I have there. Okay, I have a question. I'll, 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 I'll have time for questions, hopefully after this. Um, so, um, you know, that what we if we decide we're going to pay attention to smell, yeah, we'll notice more smells. Yeah, that's, dependently, that's dependent origination right there. What we pay attention to shapes our experience. Okay, we're looking for that. So uh, smelling as you walk around an environment, yeah, can be really, and, and just staying in the contact, yeah. You might notice the Veda not arising already. <laughs> Ooh, unpleasant, don't want to smell that, yeah. Or pleasant, I want more of that, you know. But, you know, we're just staying with the contact as a practice. Um, Sight and sound can also be really interesting. Yeah, uh, we, we're in a living situation. I'll give an example of this. We're in a living situation right now, where our kitchen uh, leads into somebody else's kitchen. There's a door in between. So if I'm in 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 my kitchen and they're in their kitchen, I can hear their conversations really well, it's as if it's in the same room. Yeah, staying in contact is so useful there because I just stay the contact of hearing. I don't get I don't. I actually don't register the content of the conversation. Wonderful. Yeah. Of course, I also don't get annoyed. But um, you know, that's my own issue with being an irritable person. Uh, but uh, so it's really, you know, there's, there's. We can bring this into different situations: sight, sound. Um, you know, we can just stay with the contact rather than getting pulled in to um, to the the, the content. Um, and touch many, many situations, washing up, showering, what happens when we just, you know, contact with water. Some of you know I love water. But, <laughs> contact with water as, as you're washing up, as you're showering, as you're brushing your teeth, as you're washing your hands, and you're just staying with that contact, yeah, not getting pulled into the story. If this doesn't make sense yet, okay, great, get interested <laughs> yeah. and see what does this mean in my experience, yeah. What does this staying in contact mean? What does it look like? And just like we did um at the end of the meditation there, noticing any relief, any release, any spaciousness that comes in. Yeah. Yeah. As as you're doing these practices. And if there's release, if there's relief, if there's well being that arises, um notice it. Yeah. And stay with that for a while, because yeah. that's how we um, digest and integrate insights, yeah, through through the the well being that arises with them. So that's the um, that's that's one. That's the staying at contact suggestions. There can also be uh, a suggestion for the both in the formal and the non formal meditation practice. Just this remembering. This is dependently arising, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it can be helpful with more intense experiences, like we get triggered by something. What happens if we just bring, drop that in? It's not like a, it's not this voice that says, this is dependently arising. You should know better and stop making a big deal out of it. No. <laughs> it's just this soundtrack that's saying, this is dependently arising. What now? Yeah. <laughs> Let's see, you yeah. know. What happens when I remember that? What happens when I drop it in? Sometimes I need to drop it in again and again. What happens? How does it impact experience? Yeah? How does it impact experience when something pleasant is is unfolding? How does it impact experience when something unpleasant is unfolding? And how does it impact experience when something not particularly pleasant and not particularly unpleasant is Unfolding. In other words, when it's not interesting enough and we zone out. <laughs> what happens when we remember this is dependently arising? Just that, yeah? not more. Just that. And we see. Okay. So, uh, so all of this, as I said, um, will be up on the notice board. Hopefully you'll understand. I just realized I told you I'm going to it'll be on the notice board, but it'll be in my way of writing, which sometimes <laughs> hopefully will be understandable to you. Um, also on the notice board, contact forms to me and to Sigeve. If you have any questions through the week, feel free to contact me. Yeah. Um And if you have any practical issues, please feel free to contact Zagiv. I may or may not get back to you through the week. I'll either get back to you through the week or I'll respond in the next session, Yeah, depending on um, kind of when you send the question and and what's going on in my life at that point. So, um, yeah, but just feel free or if I feel that that's a question that's really valuable to bring to the whole group uh, or if it's pretty personal. Um, so, um, yeah, just feel free to contact me. Don't worry about the fact that there's 60 something people here. Okay. Just leave me to, to kind of make, do that dance. Um, yeah. A reminder, uh, that this is really something that we're co-creating. It's a dependent origination dependent on all of us. Um, and so your questions and your reflections really support the process. So never feel that what you have to bring in, uh, what your 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 question or your issue isn't relevant, isn't important, isn't helpful. I'll give space to other people um, or whatever. Um, and this goes for uh, questions now, it goes for questions during the week, definitely goes to, towards questions uh, in the next session. Yeah. So, there'll be an opportunity at the beginning of the next session to hear questions, to hear reflections uh, from all of you. Um, and they're really invited, really encouraged. Everything is welcome, um, as I said. This is also a co dependent, um, co arising in the fact that it uh, takes all of us to support it. So, I think on the website and in the info letter, Uh, you received information about Dana Um, I'm just going to refer to it today and then again at the end on the last session session four Um, but as you may all know and remember um, I don't receive anything towards uh, teaching these sessions except what you uh, wish to offer to me so um, also on the notice board is the Dana link how to offer support to myself um, and, of course, you can also offer more dana to Gaia House if you wish to. And whatever you can, you wish to, and you are able to offer to support me, really supports me to carry on teaching. So, um, you know, sometimes, um, you know, we may forget or we may feel like, oh, it's, you know, a couple of hours here and there. Actually, you know, doing a course like this takes quite a bit of Um, work for me. Um, And I very much enjoy it, but I just want to be also clear and transparent about that. Um, So everything is welcome, uh, whatever is possible and whatever you wish to offer as a support. And it's up to you if you choose to give Dana um, after each session or just at one time um, for the whole course, really a, a personal individual decision for each of you. Great. So... Let's see, we already have questions, which I'm very happy about. Yeah, so first question would be really helpful if I could describe how distraction is dependently originating. Yeah wonderful question (laughs) i'm really tempted to say let's reflect on it this week and see what you what you all come up with when you come back but i think we'll do both i'll offer some responses now and i'd also love to hear from you uh, next week if you reflect on that how is distraction dependently originated um so let's just there's many ways but let's just take one so say there's a distraction um We won't go for the easiest one. We won't say the easiest one would be like a sound or something like that. But let's say it's a thought. Yeah. A thought arises. Uh, What am I going to do when this session is finally over? Uh, Should I phone my mother? Um, Should I watch TV? Whatever. Anyway, a thought arises. It's a distracting thought. How is it dependently originated? So let's just look at how it dependently originates in that moment. So, in that moment, there's all kinds of stimulus going on, right? In our experience, there's sounds, yeah, there's contact, there's different things going on in the mind and heart. Yeah. But something in us has picked up that particular thing. Yeah. That thought has arisen, that contact has happened. And for some reason that's stuck. Yeah. That's the thing we notice out of everything else. Yeah. Now we notice that. Yeah. That's come into our attention. That's come into our consciousness. Yeah. And then in that contact, there's that reactive Vedana pull. Yeah. You know, and it may be that there's two Vedanas going on at the same time. Yeah, we might be pulled into that thought because actually thinking feels more pleasant on some level than staying at contact with sound, yeah, on some level. Yeah, so there may be a pull towards it. Oh, actually, mm, mm, sensual pleasure, thinking. Oh, I like that, you know, which is unconscious. Yeah, at the same time, it will also be, We un- might be unpleasant, will might be pushing it away. No, I shouldn't be doing this right now. Yeah. Now, that pushing away, and this is something that you can explore, is actually feeding that thought to stay, that rejection. Yeah? So, say we stay with the unpleasant Vedana. Unpleasant shouldn't be here, wrong. Yeah. The craving for it to go away, the clinging, it has to go away before I can meditate. Yeah. The becoming... Yeah? I'm a terrible meditator or my meditation is terrible because of this thought I need to get rid of it yeah so in that moment that distraction is dependently originating yeah it's what is it dependent on yeah the habits of our mind because we notice that and not something else yeah and the kind of uh, escalation that we're talking about yeah dependent on that. If you've ever stayed in contact with thoughts or, you know, just practice mindfulness, it's just a thought. I'm going to let go of it and come back to the sound. Yeah. yeah, and even for a moment, you feel that relief, right? The entanglement in it goes down. The sense of self changes, sense of problem changes. Does this make sense to people as a response? So it's, it's a rising dependent on the habits of my mind, which gives priority to certain stimulation rather than others. And then also to the kind of story that I weave around it. Yeah. And that process of escalation is rising dependent on that. Yeah. Okay. Another, so that's a wonderful question. Each of these questions we can stay on for a long time. I have a couple, um, a couple of uh, more questions, but I'm also aware we've reached eight o'clock. And so um, I am happy, there's a few more questions, four more actually. I'm happy to stay and respond to more questions uh, and equally happy to respect those who may need to leave or want to leave um, on time. So this is the dependent arising of my German heritage, which I always, um, you know, timekeeping, I always relate to that. No idea if that's true or not. Um, but anyway, thank you all for being here. Uh, thank you for your listening. Thank you for your practice. Um, thank you for the questions that we'll respond to in a moment. If you need to go or wish to go, please do. If you wanna stay, please stay. We will continue recording this. So even if you have to go or want to go, um, you, you will be able to, to hear um, the, the responses to the questions at a later time. So go well uh, if you're leaving us and thank you. Yeah, can you explain? how dependent origination relates to emptiness? I should have probably read the questions. It's like teasers. (laughs) Stay on. Can you explain how dependent origination relates to emptiness? So are they the same? Yeah, really, really great question. Um, So I would say how to answer this relatively briefly. In many ways, we use them in the teachings interchangeably. Yeah, they're pointing to the same thing. They're pointing to the same understanding. So um, are they exactly the same thing? No, (laughs) but the understanding of one uh, illuminates the understanding of the other. And they're both pointing to this, um, you know, they're pointing to the fact of this fabricated, built up, constructed uh, nature of experience and the freedom that's possible when we see in that way. So the way I'm teaching, I guess the most important thing to say, the way I'm teaching it on this course and a lot of the time when I teach is very much, um, you know, the same thing. Yeah um so we can say uh, what is something empty of you know because emptiness is is less of a thing more of a of a process what is em- you know what is a thing empty of it's empty uh from a being separate and independent entity you know or having a separate or independent essence yeah you know? So we can say in that way it's dependent origination, but it, originating. But the map of dependent origination looks particularly yeah at the build up of, of of experience. Yeah, now, as I said, we can also see how, and we've already seen it today how the self is built up, um, in the same way. Yeah, and so uh, there's also a question, um. I think I would just be saying the words. This is dependently arising because I don't have a full understanding of what I would mean by that yet. So there's a sense of maybe I would just be saying the words, but I don't really understand what that means. Um, so maybe both explore a little bit what that means. Uh, also play, um, maybe play with the words. You know, it might be that it's it's more helpful to say, "Ah, oh, this is this is put together." <laughs> yeah, or this isn't as real as it seems to be. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. This isn't as real as it seems to be. Yeah. Or there is more to this. This can be another one. There's more to this than I'm remembering right now. So we can play with the words. What we're looking for is just that bringing in that insight, Yeah, but the way I'm perceiving right now, Yeah, the way I'm perceiving right now is is you know doesn't mean it is not necessarily the truth <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and there's kind of more under the surface it's just like i'm just seeing the you know that image of the tip of the iceberg i'm just seeing one part you know. right now that's our habitual seeing and so I think just that exploration, what would it mean, can be really helpful. What words would connect me just to that? It's like a like a, a shimmering of questioning <laughs> around, you know, how we take things to be solid and real. Yeah. That can be helpful to just give a little bit of space um, in the experience um okay there's another one i found my attention being drawn to some sounds and not others should we aim from an even re- receptivity great question no not necessarily i mean it's an it's a really important insight in itself just to see um that some some will be drawn to some sounds more than others um and kind of you know it's also not necessarily possible to capture all the sounds that are going on. Yeah. There's, there's so many actually that we're not noticing. Having that insight and then resting um, kind of rather than we're trying to catch the sound, we're interested in that contact or the knowing of the sound. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a real exploration uh, in itself, but it's not about an even receptivity necessarily or trying to catch all the sounds necessarily. Yeah, but just kind of a uh, contact. Uh, important thing is the de escalation or the non escalation. Okay, actually, the last one wasn't a question. I see. Okay, so I think that was all the. Those were all the questions for today. Thank you to those who've stayed, and um, yeah, I hope it's a fruitful week of practice and that this session has been helpful there's a lot of material here i'm aware of that and uh, feel free to go back to the recordings re-listen and as i said there'll be plenty of resources tomorrow to also support your exploration so i hope you have a great week um, with this exploration and also in other ways and i'll see you next wednesday go well